Welcome to this, our next edition of Daily Devotions coming to you from Church of the Palms in Sarasota, Florida. So glad that you joined us and uh, let's now prepare our hearts and minds to reflect upon God's Word by listening to some beautiful piano music. pray. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable to you, O Lord, our Rock and our Redeemer. Amen. Our scripture lesson today comes from Luke chapter 18, verses 15 through 30. Hear the word of God. People were bringing even infants to Jesus that he might touch them. And when the disciples saw it, they sternly ordered them not to do it. And Jesus called for them and said, let the little children come to me and do not stop them for to such belong the kingdom of God. Truly I tell you, whoever does not receive the kingdom of God as a little child will never enter it. A certain ruler asked him, a good teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? And Jesus said to him, why do you call me good? No one is good but God alone. And you know the commandments. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not murder. You shall not steal. You shall not bear false witness. Honor your father and your mother. He replied, I have kept all these things since my youth. And when Jesus heard this, he said to him, Oh, there is still one thing lacking. Sell all that you own and distribute the money to the poor, and then you will have treasure in heaven. Then come and follow me. But when he heard this, he became sad, for he was very rich. And Jesus looked at him and said, How hard it is for those who have wealth to enter the kingdom of God. Indeed, it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for someone who is rich to enter the kingdom of God. And those who heard it said, Then who can be saved? And he replied, Oh, what is impossible for mortals is possible for God. And then Peter said, look, look, we have left homes and followed you. And he said to them, truly, I tell you, there is no one who has left house or wife or brothers or parents or children for the sake of the kingdom of God who will not get back very much more in this age and in the age to come eternal life. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. I'm grateful today because... <clears throat> Today's lectionary selection comes from the Gospel of Luke, and it gives us actually more of the text than I would have chosen. We've talked a lot about how the Gospel writers tell each story, of, tell the story of Jesus, each in their different way. 
And in this is included the chronology of how they laid out the story. Some things happen for one gospel in a certain order, and in another gospel it happens in a different order. And, and that's partly due to some threads that storytellers seek to weave through the story. So it's important when we're reading the story of Jesus to pay attention to how the gospel writers lay out the story and what portions they choose to lay us alongside of each other. So in this instance, Luke tells us about the time when Jesus is approached by some children and the disciples shoo them away and Jesus chastises the disciples a bit and tells them to let the little children come unto him for to such belong the kingdom of God. And then right after telling that story, there comes this next story, which is a, a story about an adult, a, a rich man who wants to know how to inherit eternal life. And, and because he's a rich man, we can imagine that he has inherited all these adult-like characteristics. He's had it maybe beat into him how not to be a child and how to not to trust and how not to follow what someone else says that he should do. Be your own man. And it leads to this very challenging exchange between Jesus and the man that leaves, in the end, the man walking away very sad because he realizes how hard it is to leave behind his adultness and to become like a child and thus enter the kingdom of God. In the fall of 1960, a federal judge ordered that the white schools of New Orleans were to admit children of color. And though it was six years since Brown versus Board of Education, this was still a somewhat radical order in the segregated South. But on November 14th, four young elementary age African-American children walked to their new school for the first time. Three of them walked to one school and one to another. The sidewalks leading up to both schools were filled with angry, racist parents and their kids screaming every vile and abusive word you could imagine. The school buildings themselves were empty, boycotted entirely by the white students and their families. And one of these new students, the one who was attending the, her new school all by herself, was a six-year-old girl named Ruby Bridges. And every day, Ruby, like the others, would be subjected to this chorus of hate on her way to the school. And one day, as she approached the school, in the midst of the jeering mob, Ruby paused and it appeared as if she was talking with these angry people. When she got into the school building, her teacher, who had witnessed this, asked Ruby what she had said to these people that she was talking to. Ruby replied, oh, nothing. Oh, come on now, Ruby, it, it looked like you were talking to them. Oh, she said, I wasn't talking to them. She said, I was praying. And what were you praying for, Ruby? Oh, she said, I was praying for them. Robert Coles, the Harvard psychiatrist who spent the first year of Ruby's schooling counseling her, asked her what had possessed her to pray for these people who were screaming epithets and threatening her with harm. She said that that's what she did with her mommy every night. She prayed for the people because they seemed like people needing to be prayed for. And she prayed that on Sunday morning, the preacher, and she said that on Sunday morning, the preacher prayed for them too. Let the little children come to me, for to such belong the kingdom of God. This story about Ruby Bridges makes me think a little bit about the lesson 
that can possibly be applied to this text from Luke chapter 18. This little girl, Ruby, learned along the way from her mother and from her preacher and from her church that the one and basic and most important response to the world around us is to pray. To pray for those who persecute us, to pray for those who do not like us, to pray for those who are different from us. Because perhaps it is in our prayers for these people that we begin to fashion a different attitude about them. Had the rich man made it his practice to pray for the poor to whom Jesus encouraged him to give his money, perhaps over the years of his prayers, he would have had a different view about them, one of compassion and solidarity and generosity. Perhaps one of the first and primary ways for us to enter into the kingdom and as well, into, as, well as to enter into others' lives is simply to begin praying for them. I took a course once called Becoming a Contagious Christian and part of the course invited us to think of three people in our lives who we, are fairly, who we were fairly certain did not have a relationship with God. Folks we knew that were either distant from the church or distant from religion or didn't necessarily believe in the God of heaven. And our homework was to pray for them over the rest of the course, months and months and months. So I did. I brought to mind three people who appeared to be from far from God and I prayed for them every day. And wouldn't you know, but that over the course of those months of praying, each of the three of them inquired of me as to what I believed. Now, when I reflected on this, I realized that my prayers didn't likely change them into spiritually inquisitive people, but the prayers had changed me into a person who became more interested in them. And I'm guessing this interest turned into inquiry, which turned into my learning about them, which turned into them wanting to learn more about me. Wow. My favorite maxim about prayer is this, to pray is to change. To pray is to change. It certainly changed a little girl and helped her to know how to face and to hate. And maybe it could have changed that rich man to think more about the poor Jesus who was eager for him to help. Who today will you pray for? Let us pray. Oh God, there are so many to pray for. But we think especially today of those that are distant from you. And pray that in our prayers we may be called forth to do something different. To reveal your glory and your love. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.